Greetings, Groovers, Rugrats, and all deplorables in the basket of inferiors out there uh, on the interwebs. Listening to this, the 35th episode of the Pushing Rubber podcast. My name is Adam Piggott. I am your host with the grooviest most. Um, Two weeks since I've got back. No. Well, yeah, two weeks since I've got back home uh, to Melbourne from uh, the trip to Europe that I took with the good wife. And I just want to say that jet lag sucks. Uh, Finally over it. But, geez, coming back against the clock is an absolute pain in the ass. Um, How they have not invented a jet that can go up into the stratosphere and bounce down in 20 minutes to where you need to go yet is beyond me. What are you doing, scientists? Oh, climate change. Um, It's been an interesting week on the blog uh, with the writings. A few pieces that I've written have got a little bit of attention. Um, I wrote one. I wrote one yesterday about this, and you hear that? That's that's the temporary mouse I'm having to use. It's got a little clicking thing on the roll scroller because my cat ate my really expensive gaming mouse cord while I was away. So the cat is in the bad books. Little fuckhead. Uh, Anyway, I wrote a piece called The Women's uh, AFL Competition is a Complete Joke. That's the Australian Football League. So Australian football, uh, from my American cousins out there, you you might have seen videos of Australian football. Um, It's it's unique. Uh, It's also the competition, the national competition itself is... uh, I've heard it described as being a a really great example of communism um, because what happens is the... The body governing the code um, takes money away from the successful clubs and gives it to the to the clubs that aren't doing so well. Uh, even though the, the reason that the clubs aren't doing so well and they continually don't do well is, is because you know they, they, they couldn't manage their way out of a paper bag. Um, so it's a, it's a great it's a great example of communism, which is why uh, the Western Bulldogs who haven't won in something like 50 years one last year and everyone went ape shit but it was like well uh, they didn't actually win in the sense that they just got given a leg up by the afl commission over the last 20 years until i could finally get there um but anyway that aside they've now launched this women's afl competition not from any desire from the public to see women chase a football around a field, um, and not and not from a huge number of women clamouring to play football at at the elite level, but purely from progressive social justice warrior identity politics. Um, let's stuff it into your face that girls can do anything that boys can do, if not better. Uh, and so they launched it. I I tuned in because they were beaming it. And just just so you know that the the real football season, the men's football season, doesn't start until April. So this is like a and we're just the cricket season has just finished. So they've they've plugged it right at this time because this is this is a little hole in the sporting calendar when people are bored. And so they were beaming it through on 
live television and the free-to-air channels. So I, I tuned in for investigative purposes, purposes. And the first thing that struck me was that the crowd, the crowd size. I mean, it was absolutely packed. In fact, apparently there were thousands of people trying to get in that couldn't get in. So I think at the ground, they'd got one of the old AFL grounds that hasn't been used for a while. I think it was Princes Park. And so there was something like 26,000 people there on a Saturday afternoon. So I was really surprised about that. Uh, and then all of the media have got on board. They've just, wow, they've really swallowed the collective line. And all crowing about how this is the best thing ever. And everyone, everyone describing it in the media as a sellout, which I thought was interesting because I found out that you didn't have to pay to get into the ground. It was free. In fact, every game was free to get into the ground. So how that can be classed as a sellout when nothing was sold uh, is what I'd classify under a banner of fake news. But what shat me was everyone going on about in the media and on and on. All these sports writers, oh, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, you know, it's, 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 oh, I don't even want to go into what they were saying. But just, but just no balls, no courage, no one willing to stand up to the progressive agenda. Oh, oh you have to write that this was great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll do that. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm a journalist. <laughs> you fucking pussies. I watched about 15, 10 or 15 minutes, and the skill level was abysmal. The skill level was, I, I don't play football. I can't play football. I, I, I would have given myself a trot out there. It was, abs- it was 12-year-olds would have beaten these women. 12-year-olds. It was just literally, as I described it in my piece, Watching women chase a football around a field was like watching women chase a fucking football around a field. There's no other... You, you, can't, you can't give a metaphor for it because there's nothing more ridiculous. The skill level was just shocking. And as far as, as, far as, as female athletes lining up, clamouring to have this AFL competition, the, they had to ring around the other codes to find out if any other... Female athletes, like playing soccer, want, would want to come in and play because they didn't have enough numbers. And so, yeah, they found it. This has just been a boggled together bit of shit with talentless fuckheads who were being paid to do this and they're siphoning the money off from the actual AFL competition to prop this up. The, the lowest pay grade for women... Uh, is five grand for the season, not for the match. Uh, some people made the mistake that they misinterpreted what I said and thought they they get five grand just for a game. Well, that'd be pretty incredible, but no, they don't. They get five grand for the whole season, but the season's only something like six weeks long. Apparently, the, so the top players get something like 25 grand for their six or seven week season. Based on what I saw, they're, they're, they're vastly overpaid, vastly. In fact, they're completely overpaid because they shouldn't be paid anything until people have to pay to get into the ground to watch them. As I said at the end of my beat bit, uh, yeah, I'll quote what I said. If it really is such a huge success, because that's what everyone was crowing about. Everyone was saying it's a huge success. Bang, here we go. 
If it really is such a huge success, then let's see them play during the real AFL season at the same time that the men are playing their matches. Let's see how many television channels will choose to pay big bucks to screen the games in direct competition with the networks that are screening the men's games. Let's see how many sponsors are willing to fork out money in that scenario. And let's see how many people will actually put their hand in their pocket to watch this pathetic level of athletic prowess when they can go and watch the guys play for the same price. Do that and let's see how much of a success this is. Now, uh, it got shared a lot on Facebook and it got cross-posted on the XYZ forum or XYZ website, which got around, well, I don't know, 60 or 70 comments here. Um, and, of course, um, the progressives came out of the woodwork. Um, I got my usual, the usual petty attacks. Um, common ones that I have an undersized penis. Uh, and that I'm a journalistic failure. I love one guy who was who who uh, accused my misogynistic column, misogynistic spelt M-E-S-O-G-I-N-I-S-T-I-C, which for the stupid people among you is the wrong fucking spelling. Uh, Describe my misogynistic column as predictable that any male can slag off women, and then accuse me of going to university and getting a degree to be a journalist. I'll read what he said. You went to uni and got a degree to be a journalist, didn't you? Then how about you present more academic writing in your columns than this trash? What you have written only impresses fat pigs that sit at the bar their whole lives, perving on women and pissing on anyone who shows they can do something with their lives. I would have expected more from someone who went to all the trouble to become educated, only to get laughs out of bogans and shitheads. Now listen, you fuck. There's no way on earth I'd pay money or give away my time for a so-called journalism degree. I wouldn't even accept a journalism degree if they gave it to me for free. Look, someone can knock on my door right now. Hello, Adam. Uh, this is the Dean from Melbourne University. We'd like you to accept our journalism degree. No, fuck off. God, accusing me of being a journalist degree holder. There's nothing lower than that. Nothing. I'd rather be called... No, nah, not a lefty. Anyway, that was a, so I thought that was a funny one. Um, uh, but then we got to one which was... Uh, I, I'm, I'm only looking at these because the attacks that were made and, and the manner of the attacks uh, that, that were made are really common, and I know how to defend myself from them. But for those of you who are not experienced with being attacked by SJWs, progressives, lefties, and ideologues, uh, it's easy to get suckered in um, to the way that they use their rhetoric to control the discourse. Uh, the best, the Bible, of course, for this is Vox Day's masterful book, SJWs Always Lie, which which goes into this in some detail. But I, I first came across this phenomenon, phenomenon of... Um, of arguing with SJWs back in 2010 on my uh, video gaming blog called The Noisy Rogue, um, where I protested about the growing encroachment of feminism in online uh, MMO video games. And wow, I mean, the shit hit the fan big time. I think a few of my posts got over 100 comments, and I was getting attacked left, right, and center. 
And it was my first real experience of being attacked by SJW, so I made a lot of mistakes. Though I also, I also reading back over that stuff, I also think I acquitted myself fairly well. Uh, and then over the years, I mean, seven or eight years since then, I've had lots and lots of these uh, little uh, escapades with SJW. So yesterday when, when someone came up with some of the usual format attacks, uh, I handled it just as needs to be handled but while I was handling I, and I, I there was no hesitation on my part very clearly okay I just he's using this ta- rhetoric tactic I'm going to respond in this way blah 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 I thought oh it's, it's probably you know this is probably a good good thing to point out to people now keep in mind that when I respond to this guy um, I'm not responding to him or I am responding to him but I'm not responding to him for his own benefit i'm responding for the benefit of everyone else who's reading what's going on because all you need to do is give sjw's a little bit of rope just a tiny bit and they go and hang themselves publicly and that's what happened so let's get into it so here's his comment um to xyz putting up uh my post on the women's afl competition being a complete joke quoting one week into the professional era and you're slamming it while the skill level has a significant way to go, the articles seem to demonstrate a personal agenda rather than a fair and unbiased critique of the weekend's action. I will, however, agree with the suggestion that the commentators and media were all instructed to jump on the bandwagon and give it every bit of chilling leading they could. So this is this is classic. So uh, he's he's an SJW who's progressive. He's trying to disguise himself to be one of us. Uh, the key to that is the last part here, where he agrees that the suggestion, that the commentators, media. So it's I'm he's, he's basically attacking, but at the same time saying, I'm one of you guys. So he's trying to come in and being and have credibility to his attack because he's posing as, uh, we'll call it a conservative, something like that. So his, his attack basically goes along the lines of, uh, I, must have a per- I must have a personal agenda to do this. And... Oh, look, I could ignore this, but I, I just felt I felt, felt it would be fun to respond. So here I responded a few down. Uh, a few people responded uh, before me, uh, defending me, but I, I thought I'd get in anyway. Uh, so I, uh, I responded, Mr. Webster, I do indeed have a personal agenda. It is a serious case of PC fatigue. My opinion piece, hint, it's an opinion, reflects that. You are free to write your own opinion on the matter, but questioning my motives is not an argument in of itself. It is rather a sneaky and cowardly tactic that is often used by the same drilling PC halfwits that I regularly mock. Take that, take from that what you will. It was really important, that's the end of the quote, very important that I used, I was polite there, so I'm uh, Mr. Webster, uh, nice and calm, blah, 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 because I absolutely knew what was coming next. And of course, here's his reply, and this is, this is classic SJW move, like, I mean, absolutely classic. So here we go. Quote, Adam, settle down, mate. I'm just as sick of the PC bullshit as you are. I'm just not sure you picked the greatest example to support your point. There's nothing sneaky or cowardly about it, so let's not head down the well-worn snowflake path of having a meltdown because someone doesn't agree with your opinion. I simply suggest your part of the piece sounded more like you didn't like the idea of women playing footy as opposed to a critique of the artificial cheerleading that many were clearly told to engage in. Now, can you spot the classic 
SJW moves here. Well, we've got on the very first line when he tells me to settle down. All right, so he says, Adam, settle down, mate. And then he says uh, that I'm having a meltdown. This is classic, classic, classic SJWism. So when an SJW attacks in a uh, passive-aggressive manner, like he did in his first post, by, uh, by pouring um, uh, doubt on my motives and insinuating that I have a personal agenda, when you defend yourself from that, in no matter which way you defend it, then they'll quickly turn it around as if you have the problem and you're the one who's getting angry even though you haven't got angry. Now, the classic trap to fall into is to get angry because you're being accused of getting angry when you're not being angry. And this is exactly what they want to do every single time. So as soon as I saw that, it was like no doubt at all, I'm dealing with a, uh, a progressive in conservative clothing here. Um my response to him, Mr. Webster, always being polite. Another common trait of the useless SJW is to project an accusation of anger on the part of someone who has defended himself against their attack. You accuse me of something, I defend myself. You then accuse me of needing to settle down and of having a meltdown. You also backtrack as fast as your legs will carry you and proclaim that it was mere suggestion on your part that my piece did not sound entirely correct. And all the while you assert your own credentials of being one who hates PC bullshit. I have much experience with this sort of thing. One stumble into SJW behaviour is worrying. I consider two cases to be a confirmation. Uh, do we have any? Do we have any guesses about where he went from there? Well, where he went from there, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine responses continuing down uh, where he absolutely loses his shit. The point where they publicly lose the... And, and there's so many responses for him because that I didn't make... That was it. Those were my two responses. That was it. All I wanted to achieve was to press the button for him to lose his shit. Uh, and his reply to me straight after that one um, was... Uh, here we go. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. You're going to take that route. Good one, chump. Someone suggests they don't agree with the angle of argument and they're a fucking social justice warrior. That's so average from someone who claims to be against that type of behaviour. Do you need a safe space, mate? Can't handle a little disagreement. Fucking pathetic. Grow some nuts unless echo chambers are, you th are your thing. And on and on and on and on. Lots of, uh, lots of abuse. And then other people, of course, um, start start jumping in and defend and attacking him, defending me, defending my piece, uh, and p pouring more scorn uh, on his supposedly conservative credentials while I can just step back and watch and laugh and carry on. So you really have to take the fight to these SJWs and you, you can't be distracted by the rhetoric games that they play, uh, the false accusations, the straw men arguments, the ad hominem attacks, all these sort of things. You've just got to nail them between the head every single time and not let them get away uh, with what they're talking about. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, and my God, there's a, uh, there's a lot of comments going on after that. Um, another one that I got yesterday um, was to question... Uh, 
Um, let me just get it back up. The other type of attack that I got uh, to question my motives, and let's just go, because there are about 40 comments on their website as well on this. Um, let's scroll down and find them all, the one that I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Someone please explain to me why men like Adam Pickett are so threatened by a bunch of women playing a game of football. So this is the other classic misdirection. And I got this, there's more than one example of people doing this. In fact, one of my good friends did the same thing. Apparently to, uh, to, question, to, question, to question the liberal progressive line, um, the, one of the standard ways, especially if you're dealing with, with something that pertains to women is to pour scorn on your masculinity now that um the most often well it's happened i've got about three or four examples of it from the post yesterday and and everyone making the uh, accusation that i might be threatened by a bunch of women playing game of footy uh, which of course is a complete straw man argument it's a misdirection but it's also an attack on my masculinity. Uh, they're all men who are doing this, which I, I just find um, doubly disappointing um, that they fall into this craven-like um, behaviour. When, of course, it's not... It's nothing to do with women playing footy that threatens me. Women can play footy as much as they want. I don't care about that. It's the progressive agenda uh, surrounding the whole exercise that was the point of my article. Um, which is why other people commenting, commenting that um, it's fine, the market will, will sort it out because it's a, it will stand on, will fail on its own merits as a commercial sporting product. Well, that would be the case uh, in a normal free market capitalist society. But the fact of the matter is, is that this artificial, well, this women's AFL competition is being artificially propped up and have money sucked into it by the men's, which also in of itself artificially props up the other clubs in the men's competition. <laughs> so they're just the same thing over and over and over and over again. So there we go. That's what, that's what some interesting things uh, that was happening on uh, the blog yesterday. Now, the other thing I want to talk about, uh, uh, I've... <clears throat> I really have ummed and ahed about whether I should talk about this or not. Um, but I am going to. So when I, back in the mid-90s, when I worked in the self-help new age industry as a assist, personal assistant to, uh, who was it? The guy was at the time the top, writer and speaker in Australia for all of this meditation mind minds thinking I can't if I say too much I'll give away who it was um, when I was working in the industry 20 years ago I saw a lot of stuff I saw a lot of behaviors and I saw a lot of people um, who very very quickly who who did a couple of courses read a couple of books and very quickly um, made themselves self-proclaimed experts on the subject matter of which they 
had only an extremely superficial understanding and absolutely no practical life experience or any um, firm evidence of achieving anything in their life remotely connected to what they wanted to talk about or write about or get paid to do. This was just really, really, really common. And if you go into any bookshop, well, I mean, there's, there are whole bookshops. that The whole bookshop itself only sells self-help books. That's how many, that's how many uh, leeches and rent seekers there are uh, in the industry. And this is, this is typical of any industry where, you know, you've got gullible people and money floating around. I mean, think of the climate change scam industry. I mean, uh, I wrote a post just today about about that, how it's starting to fall off the rails, and it will fall completely off the rails when there's no more money to be made. So, I've got a lot of experience with seeing this sort of behaviours. So, the other day, I clicked on a post at Return of Kings, let me get it up. Um, how our feminized school system is crippling young boys. Uh, by a writer called John Anthony. Now, it caught my uh, attention. I, I don't go to Return of Kings very much, but I do check it out on... Alpha Games uh, blog feed to see if they've got any updates and if there's a post title that catches my eye, I'll click across. Uh, and uh, this this caught my eye because it kind of ties into the book that I'm writing at the moment. Um, the article was okay, um, and it was a guy by a guy called John Anthony, um, and it was on the side. It's got the description of him. And it was this that caught my eye. One thing led to another. So John enjoys helping others evolve into their best selves on his blog, Masculine Development, and recently launched his ebook on how to, to develop your masculinity. So I clicked over. Uh, and the guy... I also went across to his, he's got a YouTube channel. The guy looks 25 or 26. Um, and he's in the business of taking your money. Um, he's got three books out. Uh, Tinder Cheat Sheet. So some sort of pickup artist book. Bandwagon there. A Body of an Alpha. Um, which is how to get build a lean shredded physique that women go crazy for. And that's key, that women go crazy for. He doesn't, don't build a lean shredded physique because you're a man and you want to have a lean shredded physique. All right? It's always got to be in the context of on your knees trying to get women, which is the classic mistake. You've got to be master of your own frame. You've got to, your world as a man and as a masculine entity has to be 
the whole and the sum of the parts. Women come along and fit into that, all right? But getting the shredded physique just to get women makes women the focus of your whole frame, and that's, that's classic beta behavior. So just the title of the book there is ridiculous. And then the one that really raised my eyebrow, his other ebook, Seven Strategies to Develop Your Masculinity. Look, whenever you see seven of this or seven of that to do this or do that, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry, but this just screams scam artist. So, what else do we have on his book? The thing is, we've got a young guy here who has taken the bare bones um, of red pill pickup artistry, masculinity, um, manosphere topics, and has tried to jump on the bandwagon to sell his stuff without having achieved anything in his life. Now, I feel I feel quite free to say without having achieved anything in his life. Um, for the simple fact that his about page, well, let's go new start here. Um, well, his about page, masculine development, enhance your life. Let me help you evolve. Evolve into what? I don't know what he's talking about. No bullshit. This is from his thing. No bullshit. Self-development for the modern man. Build the body that you want. Develop a rock-solid mindset. Improve your dating life. Escape, escape the rat race for good with a dollar sign. Look, unless you yourself have escaped the rat race for good, don't start teaching other people how to escape the rat race for good. I see no evidence on this man's page that he has escaped the rat race for good and in fact i would say that if he's trying to plug multiple ebooks uh it's definite sign that he hasn't escaped the rat race for good but more than that and the worst thing and this is why it really got up me he has a coaching program i've got to find i've got to find out i've got to find where his he have little bio here No, he doesn't. He doesn't have a bio. He's not telling you how or what he's done. Um, he's got lots of stuff that he wants to sell you. Supplements, drugs, creatine, animal pack, gym gear, um, G-Shock digital watches, all, all with links that he can get, you know, a payment. Um, he's got he's got stuff on get style, which I'll talk about in a second. Get success, get jacked, get girls. His ebooks. He's got nothing about what he's done. The real problem I have is at the top of his page with his menus. He's got coaching program. That's the thing that that's the thing that really 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 raises my eyebrows so let's go to his coaching program page conquer your limits master your life with john's help okay so if you're telling me that you're going to mark that you can tell me how to master my life 
then that must mean that you're, you've mastered your own life. But a brief look at your videos, a brief look at the articles that you're posting on your blog, a brief look at how often you post on your blog, uh, and a brief look at your books, don't go any way towards supporting that claim. Let's go down. John is looking for students who have the following qualities. Always talking about himself in the third person. Really shits me that. You know someone's trying to sell something to you when they're talking about themselves in the third fucking person. So you need to have the following qualities, chaps and chapettes, if you want good old John to have a look at you. Willing to put in hard work, doesn't make excuses, eager to learn and improve, have been reading and following the blog's advice for at least six months, want to master all areas of life, not just one. So John can help you master all areas of your life. Well, that's good, because I want to be a trumpet player. Does, can John teach me how to learn the fucking trumpet? I doubt it. Fitness. There we go. It's going to get you fit. Good on you, John. Women. The women one's really amazing. For the first 20 years of my life, I was terrified of talking to women. Does that include when he was like two years old? But within one year of applying, just one year applying certain, certain techniques of myself, I went from virgin to a 30-girl notch count. 30 girls. Count them. Wow. Amazing. Now my notch count is unknown. Bullshit, it's unknown. I'm sure you've marked it down very, very eagerly. Oh, mindset. Mindset. That's the new thing now, of course. Mindset. Ever since Mike Chernovich came out with mindset. Oh, mindset. Uh, struggling with depression, trying to overcome fear, can't seem to generate that self-belief that you need. Trust me, I've been there. For years I was insecure, depressed, and absolutely zero self-esteem. A dark path had shattered my inner confidence. I was trying to pick up the pieces. Took me years to finally start changing my mind. Blah, 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 blah. And now, now he can just do it for you, just like that. Who would have thought it? Finances. Now this is the one that really jacks me. So finance, he's got a picture of a black... Lamborghini Contage here. And he makes these really general claims that over the past several years I've generated tremendous returns from the stock market, whether it be my flipping of cores for four times the average Wall Street trader's annual return. Yeah, for how long? How long did you do that for? How long did you get your, your four times the average Wall Street trader's annual return? If you were doing that, then why are you trying to sell ebooks on the internet and coaching programs? Or nearly tripling my money during the recent Brexit crisis. Okay, so you put money on Brexit. A lot of people put money on Brexit, dude. I've had a lot of success. Really? Oh, he's going to tell you how to do it. He's going to tell you how to do it. So this is a guy who's got pictures of Lamborghini Contages up under finance. Okay, fine. Now I want to get to his style page. Style, he's got a drop-down menu. Best watches under a hundred bucks. What? Best watches under a hundred bucks? What's that? But dude, you were just like, we're just like looking at Lamborghini Contages, and, but now it's it's best watches under a hundred bucks. Oh, let's click on that one. Let's, let's see what it is for best watches under a hundred bucks. And let's see what you say. Um, 
Uh, let's see. Blah 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 blah. The cost of your watch doesn't matter nearly as much as whether or not you can match it properly. Okay. He goes into colors. He's got an Invicta Pro Divers watch and Timex for fuck's sake. I think it was his other post um, that... Best men's accessories guide. Um, I think he talks about watches here, uh, including some really horrible looking cheap necklaces. Um, I'm a huge, here we go, I'm a huge fan of stylish watches under $150 because to be honest, nobody gives a fuck how much your watch costs. What they care about is how fun you are to be around. I just, I just don't know. I just don't even know where to begin on that. If if no one no one gives a fuck about how much your watch costs or anything costs, why do you have photos of Lamborghini Contages when you're trying to sell your finance advice? Why don't you have a photo of a Datsun 120Y 1973 with you know a rusted out you know, hole? I mean, because no one cares, right? He's got a uh, whole how to get rich, the principles of wealth page. Okay, so look. One of the most commonly asked questions are get. Oh, my cat. If you break my guitar cat, you're going to be in serious fucking trouble. Out. <sighs> he's been a bad cat recently. So he's got how to get rich, the principles of wealth. And I'm quoting from his article here. Uh, that was me throwing a pen at my cat. Uh, one of the most commonly asked questions I get is, John, how do I get rich? Well, to be honest, there's no simple answer to that. There's as many ways to get rich as there are to skin a cat, but in general, there's a few rules every rich person follows. Now, look. The only way that you can tell people how to get rich, or the only bedrock of authenticity you can have to tell people how to get rich, is if you are actually rich yourself. Now you'll notice on my blog, I'm not telling everyone how to get rich. What do I have on my blog? Well, let me see under my, I'll just go to the top of my blog. Dun, 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 dun. I've got personal finance section. In the personal finance section, I've got articles such as networking. Could you pay for a $400 emergency? The real minimum wage is $0. Living in the now just means you'll be broke. The three deadly financial words. No, the universe won't provide. Debt, the importance of having a budget, your five-year plan. If you want friends and you want success, what is your second income? I don't have anything under personal finances of how to get rich. And you know why? Because I don't consider myself to be rich. I'm comfortable, but I sure as ain't rich. If I want to, I can walk down the street right now and buy a brand new car cash. I can do that. No problems at all. In fact, I'll go buy a couple. Hell, I'll buy three or four. I don't want to, of course, because an only in moron pays good money for a brand new car that loses 30% of its value when you drive out of the lot. The point is, 
Don't give out information. Don't pretend to be some fucking sage guru if you're not what you claim to be selling. Look, I know rich guys. I know rich guys. But some very good friends of mine who are exceedingly wealthy. Some of them even listen to this podcast. They're worth millions and millions of dollars. They have property all around the world. And I've noticed something about guys who are rich. They don't go around claiming to be rich. It's like guys who are tall. You don't hear guys who are tall going on about how they're tall. Because they're just tall. Right? The only people going on about their height are people who are short asses. The only people who go on about their intelligence are people who are stupid fucks. And the only people who go on about getting rich are people who don't have two coins to rub together. I seriously doubt everything that's on this guy's website. And I certainly wouldn't be buying any of his ebooks, and I certainly wouldn't be giving him any money at all on so-called coaching. And I'm just using him as, and by the way, you know, there's a chance I might be wrong here. John, whatever your name is, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, God, so hard. John Anthony. John Anthony. If I'm wrong, mate, if you're actually worth a few million bucks, okay, uh, I apologise. I really do. Um, but I seriously doubt it, mate. Um, someone who has a style page, a style page, um, that goes around telling people uh, that they need to buy $5 necklaces um, and uh, best watches under $100 and a men's accessories guide. God, where is it? Where is this men's accessories guide? This was fucking brilliant. Wristbands. Uh, wristbands are some of the best men's accessories out there. They're inexpensive, uh, lightweight, and add some edge to your outfit. You know what? You know what a cheap-ass, inexpensive wristband looks like? A cheap-ass, inexpensive wristband. If that's your idea of style, mate, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. Um, as far as your bead-nova natural healing crystal pendant for the mysterious look, well, it's a mysterious look if you're 18. The mysterious thing is why you're trying to sell this shit. Look, unless John Anthony comes up with serious concrete evidence that he's not a scam artist, I'm calling him a scam artist. And this is this is the problem that we're seeing in the masculinity community over the last the last year or so. It is becoming infested with rent seeking scam artists. I'm not rent seeking there, rent seeking is seeing taxpayers' money, that's not correct. Just con men this guy hasn't done anything with his life there's nothing down there that makes me believe i mean i'm shit i've lived on four different continents i've worked all around the world i've done probably about 20 different professions extremely well um you're not seeing me trying to sell coaching programs I just, I can't even, I can't even. 
And the reason I say it is, is there are young guys out there in their early 20s, late teens, early 20s, who are definitely trying to better themselves. But you need to be able to spot the con man. Okay? Doesn't mean that having books is a bad thing. I mean, let's look at Rollo Tomasi. I consider Rollo Tomasi to be one of the most one of the most genuine uh, and best writers in the manosphere. He's a couple of books out. He's writing a third. His books are gold. They're absolute gold. He's never trying to shove his books down your throat. All he does is write fantastic in-depth articles, one after another. Um, just. Just absolutely brilliant. I think he runs a coaching program as well. Now, advice if you want to get a coaching program mm -hmm. uh, as regards to masculinity, frame, and that sort of thing, I'd be paying Rollo Tomasi money way before I'd be paying this other guy. Unfortunately, we are seeing more and more outright um, charlatans trying to mooch off uh, the manosphere and it is just annoying absolutely fucking annoying these self-proclaimed experts um, and I, I object to it I object excuse me if I object objecting is my thing um, so I don't know maybe have you guys spotted some potential fraudsters Shylocks con men and grifters uh, in the uh, in the Manosphere community, um, let me know. Throw that there in the comments. Send me an email. Um, because you know we, we, I saw it in the New Age industry. It was just it was just put up with. It was just put up with. And the New Age industry actually had some great stuff. If I turn around here and look at my extensive library, um, there are a couple of books here. There are a few books here that are really, 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 really good. Um, Let's have a look here. What do we got? Um, I Am That by Sri Nizgadatha. Absolutely fantastic book. Um, Thich Nhat Hanh. Thich Nhat Hanh had some really, 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 really uh, brilliant stuff that he did. Um, John Kehoe had some interesting stuff. Um, but for every one book you got that was, that was really, really great, uh, there were there were maybe four or five hundred piles of shit that you had to wade through. The dross far, far, far outnumbered the gold. Uh, and it was just, and I'd see people and I'd be like, we'd be at these conferences and stuff and people would turn up with a book and I'd just shake my head. I'm like, what are you reading that shit for? Oh, no, it's the best. This is going to change my life. This, No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not going to change your fucking life. And they're not going to change your fucking life. And if they're making promises that they're, going to, that they're going to change your fucking life, you need to run for the hills. There's only one person who changes your fucking life, people. That's you. That's it. No one else. No one else does it. You know the best way, the best way to do this? Okay. The best way is not a coaching program that you're paying someone money for. The best way is to find a mentor. And a mentor can mean different things to different people. My mentor, uh, and he's still alive, and I'm still in contact with him. He's in his 70s now. When I was 18 years old, uh, I was really lost. 
my parents had divorced four years earlier. I'd finished school. I didn't go to university because I just didn't see the point of, of paying money to kill time to do a degree that I was doing because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. All I knew was, all I knew was that I didn't know and I needed to find out. Apart from that, I had a lot of hang-ups and insecurities and all the rest of it. And my mentor <clears throat> um, was about 30, 35 years older than me. And uh, a really good guy. And he was, um, he was a witness at my wedding when I got married. He flew across from Perth to Scotland uh, at a drop of a hat. Um, and I would basically just go around and talk to him. And what he would do is he would listen. He'd listen and he'd tell me afterwards. He did very little talking and he gave very little advice. He was very careful not to give advice. As far as he was concerned, giving advice was a dangerous thing. He listened and he told me I was okay. And he told me when I came in, I was just like, this is unfair and this is what happens and this is what I'm dealing with. He reassured me that I had a point. That, that what, I, what I was saying was, was true, that it was unfair. But he never tried to solve it for me. He always encouraged me to keep working and to work it out for myself. And as the years went on, it became less and less of me going to him for him to listen. But as I got my shit together, it became more and more of an equal until it flipped around and he was coming to me so he could listen, so I could listen to him because he was having some genuine challenges uh, in his life. And for me, that's what a mentor is. A mentor is someone who gives a shit about what you're trying to do with your life. But that's the key, that you're trying to do it. And I wasn't looking for a mentor. I just knew that I knew this guy through the family connections and I just knew that he was cool. I knew that he was cool and that I could go and talk to him and that he'd take me seriously as an 18-year-old. I knew that he'd take me seriously. And I think that's the most important thing. So, guys, if you're listening to this, don't run around giving your little money you have away to people who really have no interest in you as a person. Find someone who just listen to you or whatever else that you need. But understand that it's you that's got to do that hard work yourself to make yourself into the man that you want to be. It's little steps every day. And it's a challenge. And it's really hard. And while I was doing it, it seemed insurmountable. It seemed like I was making no progress. And yet, 
I did make progress and I wouldn't change I wouldn't you can offer me to be anyone else in the world today and I I wouldn't take it I see a real difference between in their lives later on between people who earlier in their life did the hard work and knuckled down and sorted out their shit and sorted out who they were until they were comfortable in their own skin and those who didn't do that work and there's a big difference later on there's a really big difference so take from that what you will but uh, this isn't stuff to just be this is serious shit you know uh, and when I see someone who's just throwing claims out there that they're going to show you how you can get rich and shit like this, I and want money for it. I'm sorry. It's too much of an important topic that we would put up with charlatans and grifters in this manner. And it's hard enough for young guys to make that step to ask for help to be then led along by the nose by people who are just trying to get as much money out of people as they can so there you go two topics for today's podcast how to talk to SJWs but I suppose really I suppose the important topic for this one is how to find a mentor. What you're actually looking. You don't need, you don't, a mentor is not someone you give money to. It's not someone you give possessions to. It's not someone you give your personal power to. It's someone who you take into your confidence, who has your back, and they'll always look out for you. And they'll always be there for you to listen. That's who a mentor is. A mentor is someone who encourages you to do it yourself. Who's your mentor? Well, that's one of the challenges of life, isn't it? But a good first step is someone who's willing to listen. And not going to call you an idiot at every step of the way. Who takes your your problem seriously, which is basic humanity. We'll call this the mentor episode or something like that. I'll think of something up. Shout outs, Captain Capitalism. Now, uh, Cappy's got a um, pretty cool post um, today, which was why being called a racist or sexist no longer means anything. Captain Capitalism at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. He sponsors this podcast. I always give a shout out to him. Really cool little article. Um, so you can check out Cappy. He's got his own podcast, which he does twice a week. Uh, his YouTube channel. Uh, there was a video that caught my eye on his YouTube videos this week. Um, uh, where was it? Um, 
Where's the one? Um, I can't remember. I thought he spoke about why Cappy doesn't believe in global warming. Oh, he's updated it. Updated with... God. Updated with charts. Um, check out Cappy's YouTube channel. He's got some good stuff there. Uh, and Cappy has um, Asshole Consulting, which is where uh, you have a question, he'll find out the answer for you and charge you a small amount of money for it normally in the 50 to 100 dollar range and he'll put a video up on YouTube. If you've got if you've got questions um, we're not talking mentor stuff here but just got general questions like okay I'm trying to check everyone's telling me to get a university degree they're telling me to do this or do that what should I do blah 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 uh, you want advice questions advice questions go to Cappy at Arsehole Consulting. You want mentor someone to listen to you need to find that of your own accord. Right. And often enough, the person will be a bit closer than you think. Okay, so Cappy for advice and your mentor for listening. All right, and then you need to do everything else yourself. That's the challenging part, and that's what defeats the vast majority of people having to turn up. Most people get defeated before because they don't want to turn up. Surprising. Anyway, that's been uh, the podcast for this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, and uh, have a great week, and um, we'll see you next time. So long, kitties.